Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. And to take you up to 10 o'clock here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. We got Tech Talk live following myself for the next three and a half hours. Just plenty of news to get to. Obviously, we'll touch on the news that I'm going to say broke within the last hour or so. Uh, with the child star and the comedian, my big bros, Grant and Danny, having on Albert Breer from the MMQB, and he gave legs to the rumors that were Bill Belichick to the Washington Commanders. We'll get to that as the show rolls on. We'll talk some round ball as well. Our pal Josh Robbins, who covers the Washington Wizards for the Athletic, he is set to join us top of the 9 o'clock hour. I was out in attendance last night getting a look at the D.C. family, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, when Josh Robbins joins the show, top of the 9 o'clock hour, when we switch to our uh, our NBA stuff, the Washington Wizards are in a very dangerous spot right now. And I'll elaborate on that more in the 9 o'clock hour. We've got Thursday night football coming up tonight. I'll say this, full disclosure, for anyone who listens to me on the regular, y'all love my passion, y'all know I love doing this. But boy, do I envy you all tonight. The fact that I don't get to sit in front of my TV and, and watch with great detail Bengals and Ravens, probably one of the best games of the year to this point. And, and once again, I'll, I'll take a quick second to pat myself on the back. Two super producers in studio tonight, Eminem and Uptown Don. I did a lot of my overtime shows this summer. How many times did your boy say that, you know what, maybe the entire AFC North would make the postseason? I said that at nauseum, it felt like, right? Yeah, I feel like uh, kind of a surprise team has been the Steelers mm-hmm. a little bit this season, but for the most part, you have held true to that statement. And as we sit here getting ready to get Week 11 kicked off in about an hour and a half or so, three out of the four teams from the AFC North are in the AFC playoff picture if the season ended today, which is why tonight is so important. Obviously, we know Joe Burrow and the Bengals 
got off to a slow start, but they've played a lot better as of late. Tough loss the other uh, couple Sundays ago, excuse me, on Sunday to the Houston Texans, another group that I was way out ahead on. C.J. Stroud playing damn good ball. When we go around the NFL later, I may or may not think C.J. Stroud's an MVP candidate. You'll have to stick around uh, to hear my thoughts on that. But the AFC North, hands down the best division of football. The Cleveland Browns, 6-3 and three despite just getting JV-level play at the quarterback position. Deshaun Watson, win in the lineup, has been horrible. Uh, he had season-ending surgery, I believe it was, two days ago. So we'll see what Dorian Thompson-Robinson and the combination of him and P.J. Walker, we'll see what they do down the stretch for Cleveland. But as we get geared up for Thursday Night Football tonight, just wanted to take a second to appreciate the damn good football being played in the AFC North. Ravens and Bengals uh, get ready to kick off at about 8.15. Uh, you can listen to that over on our sister station, the Team 980. But actually, you can't listen to that. That's why I'm on tonight. Duller now. But look, big-time football game tonight. In week 11, I've said it the last three weeks, and I'll say it again here as we get week 11 kicked off. It's when the contenders show themselves to be pretenders, or are they for real? And I think tonight, the winner of Ravens and Bengals, or the loser of Ravens and Bengals, excuse me, may not make the postseason. And I know you're all thinking, well, Baltimore's at 7-3. and three. When you look at the schedule down the stretch for both Baltimore and Cincinnati, far from a cakewalk. Far from a cakewalk. The Bengals, in their next three-game stretch, it probably determines their season. Cincinnati at Baltimore tonight. Then next Sunday, 10 days rest. They're home for the Steelers. Then they're at Jacksonville. And then you finish up. You got the Steelers again on the road. Then you're at the Chiefs. Then you're home for the Browns. So if the Bengals don't win tonight, you maybe can put a fork in them based on the way the rest of the schedule looks. And I obviously know it's any given Sunday. This NFL season in particular has proven that. But, man, tonight it gets started. I'm so envious that y'all get to watch this, and I'm here doing this tonight, but we'll give you updates as the game rolls on. Uh, Me personally, I know how high I am uh, on both of these teams. Me and Joe Burrow have kind of like a love affair. Joey Cartier beans Burrow, as you know, I like to call him. But then Lamar Action Jackson and the Ravens. They disappointed me this past Sunday disappointing loss to Cleveland just based on the way it went down. When a team like Baltimore and and the success that they have running the ball, when you got a 14-point lead, you got to put a football team away. But Cleveland, we know how good a defense they play, so that ended up being a slobber knocker. The Ravens, though, you'll be surprised where I have Manel's super six-pack. We'll get to that later on uh, in the show as well. Monday Night Football, before we get into the Commanders, I want to go around the NFL real quick. Monday Night Football, tonight and then Monday, is probably the best two games of the weekend. Super Bowl rematch, Chiefs and Eagles, Philadelphia coming off of the bye. In terms of the best team in the NFL for the first 11 weeks, consistency to me matters. These two teams, though, if we're having that discussion, it starts with them. Jalen Hurts playing through injury, that defense of Philadelphia losing a lot of parts this offseason, but continuing to play damn good ball for Patty Mahomes and company. It's honestly crazy. This is how you know greatness. This is how you know greatness is just great. Mahomes and company offensively have looked like a shell of themselves the first 11 weeks of the season, yet they still sit here with the second-best record in the National Football League. Defensively, they figured it out. I've said it for the last month and a half. I'll continue to say it. If Patty Mahomes and the offense ever come around for Kansas City, look the hell out. They are armed and dangerous. So 
Uh, make sure you're tapped into that on Monday night. It's going to be a crazy week 11 in the National Football League. I can guarantee you that Washington, our team locally, has a big game coming up. And I got in trouble. I got in trouble about a month and a half ago. That Thursday night game against Chicago. I came on these airwaves and I said, if Washington finds a way to lose to Chicago, I'd quit. Obviously, I was speaking in hyperbole because of how crazy that loss would have been looking at it. I would never repeat the same mistake. But if Washington loses to Tommy DeVito in the New York Giants at home on Sunday, I don't know what the hell I'll do. It would make me put a fork in the season probably. And I think you got to look at exploring all options with the team. This is a situation right now, 11 weeks into this thing, a lot of positives, but I'd say more negatives than positives. When we look at the way we talked about Washington heading into training camp, the big question mark was Sam Howell. And through 11 weeks, Sam Howell has probably been the biggest bright spot on this football team. We'll talk about Washington's defense as the show rolls on as well, but if you heard the postgame on Sunday, I mean, I, I don't have really any more metaphors to use to describe this group. I've done the deadbeat dad bit. I, I, I've, I've compared them. I've compared them to the boy who cries wolf. I mean, there's just all types of comparisons you can make. I'll put it this way. Washington defensively through the first 11 weeks of the season has probably been quite literally the biggest disappointment in all of the NFL. That being said, seven weeks left to go. They have the opportunity. That's what's great about pro sports. They have the opportunity to write the narrative and control their own destiny. Because right now it stinks. And I feel for the guys because we're hard on them. This is our job, though, to give honest commentary. And sometimes we say things that may ruffle some feathers. I was very adamant about my disappointment with John Allen and Deron Payne. We talked about that at nauseum since Sunday. We're at a point right now, though, with seven games left, you, you can't talk your way out of anything. Right, it's all. It's great when guys go to the podium and try to give an explanation for what's going on. I see Jack Del Rio uh, got all hot and bothered earlier when asked about John and Duran and their lack of production, and I believe he uttered the words, do you want to come watch the tape with me? I understand coaches have to protect guys, but you got to understand that the reporters got a job to do as well. So I don't like when the coaching staff tries to dunk on the beat reporters uh, here in Washington. It really frustrates me because you know damn well your group is underperforming and the questions that they are asking are valid. Speaking of questions being asked, go back about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Maybe it's just a week at this point. All the days blend together when the youngest in charge. There was a Mike Florio report that was kind of, the way I'll put it, was tap dancing around the idea of Bill Belichick coming to the Washington Commanders to be the team's next head coach. And when the report first came out, I'll be completely honest with you because it was Mike Florio who said it I was like hmm Mike's a credible guy I don't think he says something like that for no reason he doesn't put his reputation on the line as a reporter to say something like that for no reason but I realized nobody else is really talking about it we obviously are all concerned with the actual season and that decision can't be made until about seven eight weeks from now but I put it in my back pocket and then what do you know, all of a sudden, today, at about 5 o'clock Eastern time, Grant and Danny dig into my back pocket. They have Albert Breer on, and he discusses what's going on in the rumors 
that would bring Bill Belichick to the Washington Commanders. And as the show rolls on here tonight, we'll let you hear some of what Albert Breer had to say to Grant and Danny. First of all, shout out to fellas just asking all the questions that we all want to know. I mean, this is this next seven-week stretch. This is how I'll put it. This next seven-week stretch, we'll find out a lot. You'll probably have your answer at quarterback. You'll probably know what the future of your coaching staff looks like. But in terms of all the big-time decisions that have to be made, this next seven-week stretch may be the most important in the history of this franchise. Because let's look at it from this vantage point. The Josh Harris group got off to a phenomenal start. Buying everyone brews. It was great. The passion that they spoke with at their opening press conference, how vocal they've been via Twitter, and then just having accessibility to these guys. They were in the honeymoon phase. We talked about it all August and all training camp, that they were in that honeymoon phase. You sold out training camp. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was Hollywood-like script going on right here locally in D.C. But the one thing we all warned everyone of is that the honeymoon phase would eventually end. And for your boy, when I hear rumors... And when I hear a trusted, credible reporter like Albert Breer giving legs to Belichick to Washington, you know what it does? Puts the hogs on the clock. That Harris ownership group, they're on the clock. They're on the clock. Because make no mistake about it, while people have their opinion on what they want the name to be moving forward, while people have their opinion about where they want the team to play moving forward, we all can agree on this. Wins and losses is what will define the Josh Harris era. No matter how long it lasts, no matter what happens in between, he will be judged on wins and losses. And if this Harris ownership group is really thinking about getting in bed with Bill Belichick and bringing him here to Washington, I guarantee you this, sure as hell better work. That's it, that's all. It sure as hell better work. As fans, you all know it, we're we're a tough group to please. Just as quickly as they'll kiss you on the ass and tell you how much they love you, they'll turn on you just as quick. So every move that Josh Harris and company make moving forward for sure is going to be under a microscope. For sure is going to be under a microscope. And it has to be. It's fair. It's the way life is. It's a production-based industry. But at the end of the day, the Josh Harris ownership group, that era, will be defined by wins and losses. And they've already made one football decision to this point, hiring Eugene Shen to head their analytics department. The next big decision that they most likely have to make is on the coaching staff and on the front office. And we got seven weeks left. Despite what you all think, we have seven weeks left to determine everyone's fate. You got to put yourselves in Josh Harris and company's shoes. It's a $6 billion investment. They are going to leave no stone unturned when it comes to trying to put the best football product out on the field. And it looks like, based on our pal Albert Breer and his reporting, based on what he said earlier on Grant and Danny, seems like one of the stones that the Harris group is turning over is Bill Belichick. Plenty of show to get to. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock. Uh, Before we hand things over to Tech Talk Live, we'll talk Wizards 
in the 9 o'clock hour. That's when our pal Josh Robbins will join the program. We've been talking about Grant Danny. Grant Paulson set to join us top of the 8 o'clock hour as well. We'll get his thoughts on what happened about an hour ago. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter and lead strategist for the MMQB, came on these very airwaves and gave legs to Bill Belichick coming to Washington. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we will let you hear from Albert Breer, who gave life to Bill Belichick coming to Washington. How does it make you feel? Take your calls, plus we'll hear from Albert Breer next. You're on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just getting rolling here on this Thursday night edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to Tech Talk Live. Plenty to get to, though, man. If you've been living under a rock the past two hours, we've got some news here locally with the local football team, and I want to get right to it. Senior NFL reporter Albert Breer of the MMQB hopped on these very airwaves and joined Grant and Danny earlier today. And had some very interesting thoughts on the report and rumor of Josh Harris potentially having interest in Bill Belichick being this team's next head coach. Take a listen. You know, these connections have been made for a while. Um, I would say, um, you know, in NFL circles, is something that people have been talking about for a little while before it became public. And you know, credit to Mike for, for, for getting the reporting on that nailed down. Um, I, I, I don't know, like, to what level it's advanced, but it's certainly been talked about, something that um, I think the one thing that I've had a hard time ascertaining is, like, exactly what context in which the commanders would bring Belichick in, if that were to happen. Um, would it be as, like, sort of a football czar? Would it be as a head coach? Would it be as both? You know, that part I'm not as sure about, but it does seem like there would be some interest there. Wow. Albert Breer, one of the most trusted reporters in all the National Football League, giving credibility to what Mike Florio has been reporting for the past week and a half, that there is definite interest 
from the Josh Harris group in bringing in Bill Belichick. Now, as Albert pointed out there, and I think a lot of us here locally have been talking about this, how Bill gets here seems to be a huge hurdle. And I'll I'll sum up this situation by saying this. I think right now, despite any rumored interest from Josh Harris and company, everything with Bill Belichick moving forward is contingent upon how the divorce happens between Belichick and the Patriots. And if it happens, because that's also something that Albert Breer said during this interview is that it's not some thousand percent foregone conclusion, but it looks likely. He was willing to go out and say that it looks likely. But in terms of Belichick coming here, I think there's so many different ways you got to go with this conversation. One, are you, which Bill Belichick are you bringing here? Are you bringing in Bill Belichick as the end-all, be-all guy? Are you bringing him in here just to coach? Or are you bringing him here to run your football operation and coach? Or are you just bringing him here to run the football operation? Still so many questions that have to be answered. But this is the most important part to me, that there's reported interest from Josh Harris and Bill Belichick. Now, I got to be careful when I say reported interest, because technically Breer is not reporting this. He's just saying this is what's been floating around in NFL circles. And I will say this about Albert Breer in any national NFL reporter. They, they take great pride in their work, is how I would describe it. So for... Albert to come on here in D.C., the biggest sports station in town, and give legs to that rumor? I don't think I don't think Albert feels like Mike Florio's off. I don't feel like Albert thinks the rumors he's hearing are off. You don't do that if you don't stand 10 toes behind what you've been hearing. That's what he did coming on Grant and Danny earlier today, and it's got me thinking. There's so many... I believe I said it at the top of the show. This next seven weeks is probably going to be the football decisions to be made. Quarterback, coach, GM. I will put it and look at it through this lens. I am a proponent of building an NFL team this way. Owner comes in. Owner hires trusted football person. Trusted football person collabs with owner to find head coach. That's how I like things to be built. Now, there are obviously different power structures throughout the National Football League. But let me just give my stance on this. There is no scenario, none, in which I want Bill Belichick here as the head coach and the general manager, meaning he has final say on personnel moves. And I understand how great of a head coach Bill Belichick's been, and I understand the Patriot way, which I think is one of the biggest myths in the National Football League, because the Patriot way is really just Tom Brady. But we'll get to that as the show rolls on. Look, you just getting out of that situation, because if you're going to move on from Ron and the Marty party, why would you move to the same organizational structure? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. This is why you're in the situation you're in now. Because the head coach is the GM. That that can't work that way. It's very hard 
to build an NFL team that way. It's very hard to have success with that power structure. Egos get involved. It's a messy business. But Albert is reporting that, yes, there is interest. I can't keep saying Albert is reporting. Albert's saying he's hearing (laughs) that there is interest from Josh Harris and that ownership group in Bill Belichick. The one thing that I scratched my head at about a week ago when Mike Florio came out with this is why. Why would would, would Josh Harris and company want to bring in Bill Belichick? And according to Albert Breer, they want to bring him in for, for credibility. You know, the second piece of it is, I think, for, for Josh Harris here, if you look at the history of these sorts of things, and when they've, we've seen you know, guys who are older, who are established, come in, it's almost always been a credibility play for the owner, right? So, in other words, like when Bill Parcells was in Miami, um, you know, like Steve Ross was very, very new. Uh, the ownership was being handed off from Wayne Huizenga. And so having Bill Parcells gave him some credibility as an owner. When Shad Khan brought in Tom Coughlin in 2017, it was very much a credibility play. It was, we fumbled around and messed up some hires, and now we need to bring in somebody who really knows what they're doing. And it was done in part to give, you know, the ownership group credibility. And so I think, you know, for a new owner, bringing in somebody like Belichick would, not, would, would, would certainly give you credibility, you know, and um, being able to land somebody like that would give you credibility. It'd be a splash hire from the get-go. And I understand where Albert's coming from when he says that. And it honestly makes a ton of sense when you kind of look at the track record of Josh Harris, owner also of the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I can't speak to her Grant asks Albert this question. Or Grant bring up this point about, you know, Harris kind of has a track record for bringing in established veteran head coaches. He did it with the New Jersey Devils. I believe I heard Grant say uh, their coach is fifth all-time and wins in the NHL. And then if you look at Doc Rivers with the Sixers, they brought in Doc Rivers, an established head coach. So here in Washington, bringing in Bill Belichick would mean bringing in an established head coach. To me, that that makes sense. That 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 puts me in the mind of Josh Harris, which is honestly all we could ask for as a fan. That's why I think Albert coming on and providing this insight is huge because it feels like we don't really know which way Josh is going to go or what he's thinking. Because as Grant alluded to earlier, and I agree with him 100%, when you bring in, when you make Eugene Shen your first hire and that's who you bring in, it lends to this idea that you are this progressive owner that wants to hire some young, hotshot, up-and-coming uh, OC candidate as your next head coach. I think bringing in Bill Belichick is literally the antithesis of doing that, right? We've heard names or oh, the fan base is throwing around names like Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit, uh, as someone they want to have come in and someone that makes sense for Josh because of his extensive offensive background and being a, a newer guy. But, but him being interested in Bill Belichick for credibility reasons Makes me scratch my head. And it's not in a bad way. I'm just genuinely thinking. Is, and I, and I said it earlier, it's all about wins and losses. That is what, what he will be judged by. But when you bring in somebody like Bill Belichick, you got to think about where Josh Harris is coming from, folks. What the, And this is no disrespect to Josh Harris. What the hell does Josh Harris know about football? Let, let's be honest, right? He knows about money, coin. He's got an extensive sports background. 
But in terms of understanding X's and O's of football, Josh Harris doesn't know anything. So bringing in a seasoned mind like Bill Belichick raises my eyebrow. It interests me. It makes me go, hmm. As a fan, looking at it from the fan's perspective, if his first big football move is to bring in Bill Belichick, it makes me think, okay, there's a way he wants things done. Because if you bring in Bill Belichick, I then think you're modeling this football operation moving forward. You're modeling it behind the Patriots, where Belichick has been and where Belichick has had success and why we look at him as one of the greatest coaches of all time. You bring in Belichick, to me, it lends to the idea that you're trying to recreate the Patriot way. And y'all know how I feel about the Patriot way. I think the Patriot way is a damn myth. The Patriot way, to me, really should be called the Tom Brady way. Bill Belichick has a record of 82-98 and 98 without Tom Brady as his quarterback. That's very average. And it pales in comparison to what Belichick has achieved with Tom Brady. So I'm not so sure if I'm bought in as bringing in Bill Belichick to be the end-all, be-all guy. So when I first hear this report, or when I first hear the interview with Albert and Grant and Danny, when he says that there is interest, when he says, when he says that he hears there is interest from Josh Harris and Bill Belichick, I immediately began to think, why? And we just heard from Albert. You're Josh Harrison company. This brings you instant credibility within NFL circles as an owner. You're bringing in someone that's got an established track record and that has shown they can build a contender. Now, obviously, the past five or six years, Bill Belichick's credibility as a talent evaluator has taken a little bit of a hit, right? We get that. The past five or six drafts, it just hasn't been good for New England. And Albert, during the interview, referenced Bill Belichick overruling scouts in a pretty critical decision a couple of years ago when they chose to select Nikhil Harry instead of Debo Samuel, and it was another wide receiver that was listed that I don't have at the top of my head. But it all speaks to what I've been feeling. I don't think Bill Belichick is some legendary talent evaluator. Or maybe he was. And over the past five years, I think that credibility is taking a hit simply based on the lack of talent that New England has now and then the drafts over the past four years. So I wouldn't want to bring him in if it means he's going to be the end-all, be-all. But when we get back, we'll let you hear more of Albert Breer with Grant and Danny earlier today. Albert Breer alludes to the fact and brings up a scenario in which maybe Bill Belichick goes to his next destination as just the head coach. How would it be possible? We'll let you hear it next from Albert Breer here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 o'clock before we hand things over to Tech Talk Live. Right now, though, reacting to the big news that we heard earlier today right here on The Fan, senior NFL reporter Albert Breer of the MMQB joined Grant and Danny and gave legs to the rumor that we've heard here for about the past week or so. Here's Albert Breer one more time saying that there is interest he's hearing from Josh Harris and their ownership group with bringing in Bill Belichick here to Washington. You know, these connections have been made for a while. Um, I would say, um, you know, in NFL circles, is something that people have been talking about for a little while before it became public. And, you know, credit to Mike for, for, for getting the reporting on that nailed down. Um, I, I don't know, like, to what level it's advanced, but it's certainly been talked about, something that um, I think – the one thing that I've had a hard time ascertaining is like exactly what context in which the commanders would bring Belichick in. If that were to happen, um, would it be as like sort of a football czar? Would it be as a head coach? Would it be as both? You know, that part I'm not as sure about, but it does seem like there would be some interest there. That last part of what Albert Breer said is what I want to lock in on right now how they would bring Bill Belichick here and in what capacity would Bill Belichick be in Washington, I think is what's most important. I'm on the record saying already, there's really nothing in no scenario that I'd be interested in Bill Belichick doubling as the head coach and the director of personnel, meaning he would have final say on all personnel decisions, draft picks, free agent choices, you name it. That scenario I'm not comfortable with here in Washington. For a couple of reasons we've already laid out here. We know Bill Belichick in his recent track record, just looking at the past four or five drafts, New England hadn't hit home runs. They've made pretty bad decisions. So him being having final say on personnel moves, I'm not, I'm not okay with. Him being brought here as just a head coach, that kind of piques my interest, but maybe for different reasons than it does for everyone else. I think some people think that, oh, if we bring Bill Belichick here, we would have instant credibility and you would become an instant winner and he would turn this defense around and he would do so much. I hear all of you when you say that. I understand how highly regarded Bill Belichick is as an NFL head coach. But as I said earlier this week, I don't, I think the Patriot way is one of, is sort of like the Tooth Fairy or Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. It's just not real. It's more of an, it's, a, it's an illusion, so to speak. I think the Patriot way is really just Tom Brady. I gave the number earlier. Bill Belichick in his career as a head coach, 82-98 and 98 without Tom Brady as his quarterback. That's 16 games under 500. That's average. It's average. Call it what it is. But I understand bringing him in as a head coach. Not to create some type of monster culture, but I think he knows something about defense, right? I think Bill Belichick, as just a coach, is still very respected across the National Football League. Think about how we were viewing this offense and Sam Howell going into the Patriots game. 
I was shaking in my boots. I didn't know what the hell to expect. And that all was based on the respect I have for Bill Belichick as a head coach, understanding that him drawing up defenses, he's still damn good at that. But what Albert alluded to at the end of that last cut is that he doesn't know what capacity teams will be interested in bringing Bill Belichick in as. Breer also went on to talk about how it would work if the scenario I said played out. What if a team decided to bring Bill Belichick in as just the head coach? And I know he's done things for one way forever, and I think it would be really hard to remake things in New England, right? Like, I think it would be very hard to do that in the same place. But if he's going somewhere else and he can bring in somebody he really trusts or on the personnel side, I think that could work. That's what happened with Andy Reid. Like, and I don't know how much you guys know about this, but Andy Reid had as much control as Belichick does in New England when he was in Philadelphia. And Andy left Philly and basically decided, you know what? Like, I just want to coach. I want to sort of take a step back on a bunch of this this stuff. And I'm going to bring in somebody I really trust and John Dorsey from Green Bay to run the scouting side for me. So there is precedent for that. Like you could say, you, you could have that discussion with him where you'd say, okay, we want you to focus on just being our coach um, and we'll allow you to help run the GM search process. And then we're going to give that GM the hammer as far as decision-making. I think that that's something that, you know, again, there's precedent for it with a great coach because it happened with Andy Reid. And it's something that I think could work for you if that's the way you wanted to set it up. It's a very interesting scenario. And based on everything we had heard leading up to today, it felt like felt like that was never a possibility. Why would Bill Belichick, arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time, a guy that gets a lot of credit for what's happened in New England, would his ego allow that? And that's how you got to look at it. And that's the lens that you got to view things through. Would his ego allow him to take that step back and say, you know what, man, I just want to coach. The way Albert described the situation in Philadelphia with Andy is that by the time the Eagles and him were ready to move on, it was a scenario for Andy where he's just like, man, I'm just, I'm just burnt out. I'm fatigued. I just want to focus on coaching. And if you look at it, he instantly goes to Kansas City and has tremendous success. And he does it with Alex Smith originally at the quarterback position, a guy who a lot of folks wrote off. So the fact that that worked out that way, I, I don't know. It's interesting. What could Bill Belichick, the coach, be if he just focused on coaching defense? That intrigues me. That intrigues me. I want to hear from you guys on this, though, man. What do the rumors make you feel as fans? 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Are you receptive to bringing Bill Belichick here to Washington in any capacity? Or are you like me? To me, the one thing, the one example, and the one way that I will no, not bring him in is if he has both, right? We're just getting out of this situation with Ron Rivera, we think. So if you're going to move on from the current power structure, which is head coach has final say on everything, any coaches, I just don't think it'd be smart for the Harris group to repeat that same mistake that the previous regime made. That's here or there. Would you be interested in bringing him in as a head coach? Albert Breer just laid out the scenario that could work with Belichick going to a team as just the coach. And he kind of, and I kind of just listed some potential benefits that that could have if you're going to draw that direct comparison to Andy Reid going from Philadelphia to Kansas City. Donald, can we play... Can we play cut two as well? It's Albert Breer going into a little bit more detail 
about how Bill Belichick could work just being a head coach. He has not lost his fastball. He's still one of the most difficult coaches to work against in the NFL, right? But his record on the scouting side and the personnel side has really suffered and hasn't, hasn't been good over the last five or six years. And, like, he has a history, a recent history of overruling scouts where I mean, there's the famous example from 2019 when he overruled his scouts who really liked Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown and drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round. So there's like a ton of evidence that he's not that you would you they, they, that you're right that you wouldn't want him running the personnel side, but you'd be more than happy with him as your coach. I, like my question would be, is he willing to sort of maybe dial that part back? Because I think there's a chance he would be. And that would be the only scenario that I'd be comfortable bringing Belichick here. He would have to put his ego and pride to the side and say, you know what? Let me just take a step back and focus on just coaching defense. Because as Breer alluded to, and I use the example of how we talked here locally going into Patriots week, there's still a great deal of respect for Bill Belichick, the head coach. Me personally, I've just lost all respect for him as a talent evaluator. We'll go through some of the picks. I'm not going to even grade this year's draft class. Last year, he was looked at like a fool for taking Cole Strange. Out of Chattanooga with the first-round pick. Tyquan Thornton, who hasn't worked out at wide receiver. That's picks from last year. They miss on Mac Jones. They missed on they, – they just are missing on guys in the first round too frequently. Nikhil Harry, the example uh, that Albert just listed there in the soundbite. Isaiah Wynn, their tackle from 28 – I mean, year in and year out, when you look at the past five or six drafts for this Patriots team, where Bill Belichick is the end-all, be-all, too many times of him missing on the richest picks. I want to hear from you guys, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We've heard from Albert Breer of the MMQB. He joined Grant Danny earlier today and confirmed with Mike Florio had reported about a week and a half ago that there is definite noise and rumors around NFL league circles that there is interest from Josh Harrison company in Bill Belichick. Now, in what capacity? We don't know. But what Albert did allude to is that maybe, just maybe, Bill Belichick would be receptive on coming to a team and just being a head coach. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll get your calls and reaction to that. Plus, we'll let you hear Albert Breer talk about when a move could potentially happen with Bill Belichick. That's next here on The Fan. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Listing Lines. It's the youngest in charge movement. Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we dish the rock to Tech Talk Live. Plenty to get to before that point, though. A little programming note coming up in about 45 minutes or so. Scheduled to be joined by Grant Paulson, the co-host of Grant Danny, which you can hear weekdays, 2 to 6.30, right here on The Fan. Grant Paulson and Danny Ruye, they had senior NFL reporter Albert Breer of the MMQB on G&D today in Breer gave life to the rumor and report that we heard about a week ago that folks in NFL circles, they're saying there's definite interest from Josh Harris and that Josh Harris ownership group. There's interest from them in bringing in Bill Belichick. Now, obviously, there's so many different ways you can go when you hear that, but we've already dissected a couple of things here tonight. One, your boy, I'm not in favor of bringing him in 
if he's going to have complete autonomy over the organization, meaning if he's the head coach and has final say over all personnel decisions, that's a no deal for me. I can't bring him in under those circumstances. But Albert Breer basically said that, look, based on things he's hearing, there may be a chance that Belichick doesn't want that type of power in his next landing spot. And potential benefits we listed here that there could be from Belichick taking a step back and just focusing on coaching. The one thing that I feel like we haven't touched on here yet is when could a potential move be made when it comes to the Patriots and Bill Belichick and then Washington and Bill Belichick. So as we move forward here tonight, I want to hear from you all on a couple of different things. One, is there any scenario in which you would be open to bringing Belichick in? And then two, what does it say about the Josh Harris ownership group that one of their first big swings in the football department looks like it may be Bill Belichick if they have it their way? Uptown Down, I want to play cut six here real quick. Albert Breer spoke about when a potential move could happen on Bill Belichick. Take a listen. Um, I would think that, you know, pretty quickly after, um, you know, I, I would think pretty quickly after after the last game of the season, all that stuff will start to ramp up. And again, like I I, I hate talking about like Ron and, and Marty and Martin as if like it's over because it's not. <laughs> you heard what he started to say there at the end of that. Uptown Down, I want to play it from there the next time we run that. Basically, nothing is going to happen on either front until the end of the season, which lends to what I was talking about yesterday over on our sister station, the Team 980 with Chris Russell. I I don't believe Ron and company get fired in season under any circumstance. But on on the same token, I'll say this, if they lose to New York on Sunday, I will for damn sure be calling for their jobs. Uh, Sunday in the postgame, and Tuesday when I'm back on overtime. But that's here nor there. Albert right there alluded to the fact that, look, any move on the Patriots side with Belichick won't happen till the season, and in turn, no other team is going to have them have him in their organization until at least season's end. Now, we know how back-channeling and things like that work. We know that folks talk, man. Like, it's illegal, we have the tampering rules and all that, but there are ways to bend the rules and work around them to communicate interest in someone. So the fact that this rumor continues to swirl, despite no real action being made, makes me believe it even more. And it puts the pressure on Josh Harris and his ownership group. Up to that, I want to play that spot from the top. Albert Breer on when a potential move could happen for Belichick But pay attention to what Albert Breer says at the end of this. If you listened to the Albert Breer interview in its entirety uh, on Grant and Danny earlier today, you heard this. About three or four times, Albert Breer said something that really stood out to me. Take a listen. Um, I would think that, you know, pretty quickly after, um, you know, I I would think pretty quickly after, after the last game of the season, all that stuff will start to ramp up. And again, like I... I, I hate talking about like Ron and, and Marty and Martin as if like it's over because it's not because they've got a pretty good team that's been competitive all year. The young quarterback's playing well, so those guys certainly still have a chance to 
to, 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 to make all of this move. And they do make the decision, which, to be clear, has not been made to move away from the three guys who've been in charge and Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and Marty Herney. If they do make that decision to move away from that brass. Now, if you heard what I said at the top of the show, there's context around everything in pro sports and in life. Albert Breer understands the rumor and reports that are going on right now. He's been a reporter in the National Football League for a long time. So for him to come on Grant and Danny and say what he said today about the reported interest, there's got to be legs and there's got to be life to it. But I also want to hone in and pay close attention to what he said there at the end. And it's the thing that I know no one here locally wants to hear. But Albert Breer didn't say what he said there at the end for no reason. He said, I don't want to act like there's this foregone conclusion that Ron and company will be fired at season's end. And I think we really need to start having realistic conversation about that possible scenario. That's why I continue to say the next seven weeks, you can make the argument is probably the most important seven weeks of this franchise moving forward. It is going to set the tone for all of the decisions that have to be made this offseason. Uptime Down, what do you think when you hear that? Because I think here locally, it's been very clear that no one wants Ron Rivera to continue here as the head coach and the decider, as we've called him. But if Sam Howell continues to play well in the final seven weeks of the season and Washington somehow gets themselves into the playoffs, how in the hell do you move on from the group that's solely responsible for bringing him here? Yeah, that that's what makes it tough. We got to see how the rest of the season balances out, but I think it's also beyond whatever takes place this season. I think just the track record, even leading up, just the past history. I I, I hate to say it, even if we, even if we do make the playoffs and things like that. I think just from a fan base perspective, I think people are already just kind of checked out on Ron and company, regardless of what happens this season. Um, I mean, hopefully we can still squeak in the playoffs, but it's, I mean, even hear my terminology, I'm saying squeak, squeak in, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like it's, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like even if we do manage to get in, I, I think that the time in writing is already on the wall for this group, unfortunately. Yeah. It's interesting perspective there. I want to hear from you all on this though. We'll take some of your calls here. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. I want you to react to two things. One. What do you make of Albert Breer and the reporting he had earlier saying that he's continuing to hear within NFL circles that there is interest from the Josh Harris group in bringing in Bill Belichick? Do you want Bill Belichick here? And if you do, under what circumstances? And then when we come back, we'll re-rack the audio we just let you hear. Albert Breer today, and I'm people call me a conspiracy theorist. I'm the youngest in charge. I'm brash. I'm bold. But this stands out to me and sticks out like a sore thumb. Albert Breer this afternoon when he joined Grant and Danny unprompted about three or four different times during the interview said that it's not a foregone conclusion that Ron Rivera and company will be gone at season's end. How does that make you feel as well? We'll take your calls next. 1-800-636-1067 is the number here on the fan. Um, I would think that, you know, pretty quickly after, um, you know, I, I would think pretty quickly after, after the last game of the season, all that stuff will start to ramp up. And again, like I, 
I, I hate talking about like Ron and, and Marty and Martin as if like it's over because it's not because they've got a pretty good team that's been competitive all year. The young quarterback's playing well, and so those guys certainly still have a chance to 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 to, to make all of this move. And they do make the decision, which to be clear has not been made to move away from the three guys who've been in charge and Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and Marty Herney. If they do make that decision to move away from that brass. It's Albert Burr, the MMQB, joined Grant Danny earlier today and gave some legs to the report that we heard about a week ago from Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Josh Harris and the Josh Harris ownership group, there is interest, according to folks in league circles, from that ownership group in Bill Belichick, bringing him here in some capacity. And that's kind of what I want to get to here. 1-800-636-1067 is number. First, what do you make of the Albert Breer report? And then two, are you comfortable bringing Bill Belichick here in any capacity? And if you are, be specific, man. Do you just want him to be the head coach? Are you okay with him coming in as some type of football czar the way Bill Parcells did in Miami? There's precedent for all the different scenarios that are possible here for Washington. Or you're like me. To me, there's one scenario in which Bill Belichick cannot come here to D.C., and that is if he is the head coach and has final say on all personnel decisions. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. If we could play the back half of that audio as well, I think there's something else in there that really grabs my attention when I first listen to the interview. Uh, you can listen to the interview in its entirety as well uh, on thefandc.com, and you can listen to that wherever you get your podcast. Grant and Danny had senior NFL reporter Albert Breer on earlier today. And there's something else that he said throughout that interview that really stuck with me. Four times I counted it. And we'll let you hear two right here. Unprompted, Albert Breer talks about the fact that, you know, Ron Rivera and the Marty party, their fate hadn't really been sealed yet. I, I hate talking about like Ron and, and Marty and Martin as if like it's over because it's not because they've got a pretty good team that's been competitive all year. The young quarterback's playing well, and so those guys certainly still have a chance to 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 to, to make all of this move. And they do make the decision, which to be clear has not been made to move away from the three guys who've been in charge and Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, and Marty Herney. If they do make that decision to move away from that brass. Albert Breer stirring the pot and giving credibility to something that a lot of folks here can't seem to wrap their heads around. And every time I say it, I get met with, oh, you're crazy. Why are you stirring the pot? It just makes sense when you think about it. If the next seven weeks, if for the next seven weeks, Sam Howe continues to play the way he has the last three games and Washington sneaks into the playoffs, how do you justify getting rid of Ron Rivera and the Marty party, the three people who are responsible for him being here in the first place? Let's look at it big picture. The biggest issue that has plagued this franchise over the past 20-plus years is quarterback. If Sam Howell proves himself to be the long-term answer at quarterback, as Albert Breer is kind of alluding to, how do you justify getting rid of the guys who picked him? A lot to chew on right there. We'll start to take your calls here. one 800 636-1067 is the number. What do you make of Albert Breer's reporting from earlier today when he joined Grant and Danny saying that the Harris group has interest in Belichick? How does that make you feel? And then two, 
What did you make about the second part of that? The fact that Ron Rivera and the Marty Party, their fate hadn't been decided yet. Let's go to Larry in La Plata. What's going on, Larry? Hi, hey, good evening, Linnell. How are you? I'm good, um, a couple of things. To answer your questions, number one, I would not be receptive to Belichick coming in. But more importantly, number two, I put little credence in Breer's theory. Uh, I'm retired, so mm-hmm. I get the chance to watch a lot of these talking heads. The overwhelming majority of all of them have Belichick going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, he is deemed more than any other coach to finally get that underachieving team over the hump. If, if you were Belichick, where would you go? Would you go to the Chargers or would you come here? I think the answer is very, very clear. He would go to the Chargers. I would not be surprised to see Staley come over here to Washington after he's fired to be the new defensive coordinator under a new head coach. But there is no yeah, way that's interesting. that Belichick would ever come here. Larry, I appreciate the call as always, man. I, that's very interesting. Now, Bet, Bet Online AG released odds, I believe it was yesterday, about where Bill Belichick is going to coach next year. The team with the shortest odds, I believe it was at 5-1, to one, was the L.A. Chargers. But the team that had the second shortest odds was the Washington Commanders. Now, there are tons of ties here locally for Bill Belichick. He grew up in Annapolis. His family has some family out in this area. He has an affinity for franchises with rich history and tradition. Washington is that. He's got a background in the NFC East in his days uh, with the New York Giants. So it makes sense as to why he would want to come here to Washington. I don't agree with Larry all the way that it just sounds like a pipe dream. I I get where Albert's coming from. In terms of what would be the more attractive situation, Washington or the Chargers, I think (laughs) it's going to sound crazy. I think it all depends on how you view Sam Howe. Because when you look at the financial limitations that you would have in terms of building a roster with the Chargers, one, you do have talent already. But there are a lot of big inflated contracts on that team for one. Justin Herbert's money kicks in next year. So it becomes a lot more difficult to build the team. But I think what the last caller was saying, in league circles, Belichick is kind of looked at as the savior for L.A. Like, they've already got the roster constructed. All he needs to do is come in and get the most out of the talent. Which I would say, Belichick does a pretty damn good job of doing. Now, L.A.'s got a bunch of talent defensively, and I think their roster clearly... 1 through 53 is probably better than Washington's. But there are relationships that are in this business that matter. I didn't chop it up for you all, but you have to take my word for it. And you can listen to this interview that I'm referencing in its entirety uh, wherever you download your podcast and on thefandc.com. Grant and Danny had senior NFL reporter Albert Breer join them earlier today on GND. Something else that Albert and Grant, for, for that matter, Uh, made me privy to was the fact that there is a relationship between the new Josh Harris ownership group, Josh Harris in particular, and the Kraft family over in New England. Let me me pull out my notes because I took about a page of notes on this interview because I felt like there was so much said. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So Josh Harris went to Harvard Business School with John Kraft the son of of Robert Kraft and the eventual heir to be the next owner of the New England Patriots whenever Kraft decides to step down. Josh Harris went to business school with this dude. So if there is a situation where Washington has to acquire 
Belichick through compensation, does that relationship between those two guys lessen how much Washington's going to have to give up? Because that's another thing that we haven't talked about. How does Belichick even leave New England? Are they going to play it petty and make a team trade for him? Does Belichick have the stones to say, you know what, man, just fire me? It's going to be an interesting situation, man. It's so many layers to this. But I feel like when we look at it big picture, I'll repeat what I said earlier. There's no scenario in which I bring Belichick in as the head coach and give him final personnel say. Let's go to let's go to Gary in Fairfax. What's going on, Gary? Hey, Dub. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Hey, man. Look, let me let, let me drop a little bit more. Uh, put a little bit more light on this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I also heard the the Tom Florio interview that that you also are referencing. Mm-hmm. Florio Florio also hold on, Gary. Let me say this. Let, let me let me say this about about. And I, I should have addressed it with the last caller, Gary. I'll give you the floor. Back in a second. I understand Albert talked about this earlier in the day, but you got to understand the egos of these reporters. He knew he was coming to D.C. on the fan to give this information. If you don't think he's standing on everything that, that he said, and if you think there's any fallacies about what Albert said to G&D earlier, you just don't understand how the business works. He's going to, he's putting his name out there right now, giving credence to this report. So, so just take that with a grain of salt. Go ahead, Gary. Uh, during the Florio interview, I'm the one that I'm referencing is he also said that you know Belichick needs about five years to put everything in place the way he likes it. Okay, so Belichick is 72 years old. <laughs> so five years from now, when he gets everything in place, he'll be 77 years old. So let me ask you this: the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. I think they just uh, uh, signed a two- or three-year extension with Belichick. So you're going to probably have to give up something to, to, to get him out of that extension that he just recently signed. So what are you going to do? They're going to want draft picks? So you're going to give up 22-year-old players for a 77-year-old coach that I'm, I'm kind of with. I'm not, I'm not kind of with you. I'm definitely with you on this Patriot way BS. I think it was the Brady way. They they had a lot of they had a lot of uh, uh, odor there that Brady was the deodorant to cover up. So uh, that, that, there's no patriot way. What have they done since uh, since this Brady left? So that's that's BS. So no, I don't want no parts of a guy who's 72 years old. It's going to take another five years to uh, 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 get everything in place, and he'll be 77. How much longer is he going to coach that? Time, that? Gary, anyway. Gary, I hear you, man. Time is definitely ticking on Bill Belichick in terms of. Father time, but I don't know. That's that's interesting. If they bring him here as just a football wizard and he's like a confidant to Josh Harris and he is part of the process of hiring a GM and all that, maybe I want him here in that in that capacity. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. The one thing I would say about Bill Belichick and the prospect of him coming to Washington, whatever coach they end up bringing in or whatever football guy they end up bringing in, it's about wins and losses. I don't know if I have the patience to wait five years because this roster isn't five years away, especially if Sam Howell proves himself to be the answer at quarterback. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, more of your calls. Do you want Bill Belichick here in Washington in any capacity? It's all based on 
senior NFL reporter Albert Breer joining Grant and Danny earlier today, giving legs to the report that the Josh Harris ownership group may be interested in bringing Bill Belichick here to Washington. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 